it's going to be okay. Things feel confusing and unclear. Feels like there's a lot of movement that's not quite making sense. And I would say, just know that you're okay. You're okay. You're safe. You can experience joy and everything's working out for you. You can trust the people who are taking care of you. You're okay. I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. I'm so glad to have you probably back on the podcast. I mean, right. just giving a background, we tried to record this in 2022, right? Yeah, because I was here and yeah. we just had a bunch of technical difficulties and my editor, Adam, was like, it's not going to work. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for your grace and patience. Adam okay. was like, no, it's not going to no. work, but that's okay. It's so okay because my spirit really was like, I didn't know that we were going to need to re-record and I knew in my spirit I wanted to re-record. Like there was just in a way where it was about, I think just where I was energetically even that day, I was like, oh, I want to, I would love another opportunity at that conversation. And I loved our conversation so uh-huh. much. And I just like, oh, I want to, I felt like I had some blockages and also technical difficulties. So I was hoping for another opportunity and I'm so glad that such a, such a reminder that everything in divine order. That is so true. Yeah. Well, let's talk about those blockages. I mean, because yes, I like to say that the universe speaks to us in very, very many ways, but because we had so much technical difficulties at that time, what difficulties Mm -hmm. were you going through that Mm -hmm. you were processing that may have influenced the energy? (laughs) Let me like, because now you... Yeah, that's how you start. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. When I am present with that moment, that day that we recorded, there was a lot of energy, like clutter in my space in a way that that is not here now. Like I was mm. sharing my home with people who needed um, mm. a place to stay. Okay. I was, yeah, I was working also on like a design project in my home. So had people working hard in the house. The house was just like full of a lot of energy. I was newly delegating more tasks to more people, which is, which has been something that's been new for me in this chapter of life, like Mm -hmm. hiring more teammates on my team, assistants, and a lot of ins and outs. There were a lot of ins and outs and a lot of energy all around me in my physical space that was new for me and also was too, was too much, was more than I have learned that I have capacity for. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I had recently, well, somewhat recently moved and was getting acclimated to being in a part of town where like the service can go in and out and needing and needing some more infrastructure um, Mm -hmm. in my house to be able to do like things like good production value and hadn't had all those things in place yet with my internet and um, 
there was a lot. And, and that day I was, our conversation was one of many when it came to PR and like, ah, friends okay. From what I remember instinctually is that it was like sandwiched in between a lot. Oh, okay. That makes total sense. Yes. And energetically, that just sandwiched in between a lot while also filming, like my brain had a lot of tabs open and I was in this space of wanting to, of choosing to, I think, present and perform in like a positive conversation space, I think with like, there was like a hair and makeup team at the house. While I was doing oh, her, like, really? Right? Okay, so you had yeah, a lot well, going was, on. There was a lot going on like outside of the like window box that we can see each other on our screens. There was mm. a lot of motion. And I had been listening to your episodes and feeling so like connected and excited to have a present conversation with you. And I felt distracted from mm. being as present as I wanted to be in our conversation. And it was such a reminder that it's okay to space things out, even when it feels like there's not enough time, it will be worth the time because we ended up needing to record right. anyway. So exactly. Yeah, that was a day that I, I learned a lot about trusting, trusting my instincts too, about what I have capacity for and balancing that with like, trusting my team's instincts and accountability to know that it can all get, you know, there, it can all get done with support and to know what type of support I need and what, and also what type of like cleansing needs to be happening in my physical spaces Mm. at all times to make sure that my energy can be fully present. And yeah, that's what was going. There was a lot of that that day. So I also really do strongly believe that like my, on my side, the tech has gotten better all around my house with less energetic clutter in my house. Good. That's so good. It really has. And I can't, in ways that I can't explain, I'm like, oh, this thing is working again. This thing is working again. I thought it was because I lived in these hills that this right. wasn't working. And I'm remembering my dreams again for the oh, first time. Oh, that's months. amazing. And my dreams have been a space that I really gather a lot of guidance. And for the last six months, I wasn't quite remembering my dreams as much as I'm used to doing when I wake up and feel like right. I can tap in for some guidance for the day. Right. And that was also at that time when I wasn't remembering my dreams was a time where I felt a lot of clutter around me. Mm. And so let's talk about those dreams because you're living one of your dreams on the TV series, Good Trouble. And what season, what, five is airing now. And so you're getting ready to start filming season six. Well, let us pray. So we are. Well, we just said that, you know, yeah. we're just saying, you know, season six, my God, season six yeah. is happening. We'll just say that. You. Thank you. I receive it. Oh, I receive that. Okay. I receive that. The television, you just never know. Yes. Thank you. I'm holding back to my heart. And it feels good to want a season six because I also recognize the privilege of that where there are many jobs that may not feel mm-hmm. safe. We may not always want to return. And it feels so good to feel so connected to the story that I'm telling that I'll I want to keep telling it. And right now we're filming season five and it's 20 episodes. And so also, yeah. And so while we're filming, we're starting to air the season. Um, So we're like, you know, as long as we stay on track and there is actually a lot of conversation about a writer's strike right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're airing as many seasons as are ready right now. We're 
airing like the first 10 episodes, um, episodes that are ready, not season, but we claim in that season six. So yeah, right now we're, we're in the beginning of airing season five. So far we've aired the first few episodes and we're still filming the rest of the season as it's airing. Um, which is something that we do pretty often. Yeah. And it's great. It it keeps us on our toes and it's really cool to hear the audience's reactions while we're still, while like, I still don't know how the season's going to end because I'm still filming it. So I genuinely am like on the roller coaster emotionally with with everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever think, I mean, cause you know, you finish the season and then you all start season six, you'll be very, very close. To a hundred episodes. Yes. I would say, you know, because the actor's journey is very interesting. So now that you've got them, you know, we'll get back into some of those other dreams, but this is one of your dreams and you happen to get on a show that has been airing for so long and you're going to hit a hundred episodes within the next year. What does that feel like? as far as manifestation and just keeping going and going back to the time where you were like, I don't want to do this no more. Why why am I doing this? Listen, and that comes in every other day, even though, you know, I love what I'm doing. There are times where I feel so stretched that I'm just not sure I have the emotional or physical capacity at times Mm. um, to balance all that comes with this, honor and job and position and to know that we have filmed close to 100 episodes and know that we will I claim it um Mm -hmm. it feels you know it it's a good reminder it reminds me of how much has been accomplished and how much I manifested thank you for Mm -hmm. saying that because I really do feel like just now in season five, I'm just now figuring it out. Like I'm just now learning how to act for TV. Mm -hmm. Um, And so much of my training was in theater in the academic space. And that training has served me so well. And also my like learning for how to act for the camera, which is such a different and beautiful skill. My learning in that has really been on the show Good Trouble. And that's been a new craft that I'm enjoying learning, but it's felt so vulnerable because I'm learning like in front of people and learning how to advocate for myself behind the scenes and collaborate in a loving way and to like what I need to do for my body to, because it feels like such an athletic job in terms of just sustaining the intensity of the schedule and eating healthy on Mm -hmm. that schedule and taking care of my voice properly so that I can do that type of work every day with all of that. And, and also just keeping my mind sharp and making sure that I am in proper representation of what activism is right now. And there's just so much. And I think energetically also making sure that I know how to lead and be the CEO of my company and lead my team and advocate as a Black woman, as a queer person. Right. How is that advocating for yourself in that space, being the only Black like yeah. main cast member. Yes, it has been a really strengthening process. It's been a classroom that I really needed. This project has is such a part of like the abolition space. And while it is that, like it's created by many people who are white and some who are male and many who 
have privileges that are not always represented by my character in particular mm-hmm. or other characters on the show. So speaking up has felt like necessary. And I've been asked, you know, to speak up in ways so that we are telling the story authentically. And then also it's been a challenge because there's like a line because, you know, this is still, it's still business. And there's a lot that I don't know about like the business of television. Like this is still like my first, one of my first like TV gigs and for sure my first series regular gig. So still knowing like that my opinion is cherished and also knowing that like there's a line and sort of like a a system that's been in place for a long time in terms of how to speak up and Mm. that has been there there just a lot there are a lot of politics in that and that's been challenging it's been challenging and empowering like there's been a solution it's been great there's been a lot of collaboration and just because there is so much newness for everyone involved like it's felt like a lot of pressure and also like a lot of pressure to get it right and i've stumbled i've stumbled and i'm grateful for like a work family where we can give each other grace but yeah and we're going to make sure like my character is represented in a way that feels authentic from how i am lit how my character's you know bedroom or yeah that lighting honey because you don't want to look gray now exactly and we do have a great crew and still you know because like i'm the only one or because they've been working on the fosters for several years before the trouble i would say like i'm the most deeply melanated series regular of the two shows so i'm giving them a new like daily task which they've been great with and also it has required conversations with hair and makeup and making sure that like all of these decisions feel like they're being told from my character's point of view has been empowering but it's also been like it has made it non-negotiable for me to like let go of my people pleasing and codependency because I went for a long time where I was like you're just happy to be here. Right. I'm, I'm just happy here. to be I here. Y'all paying me. Up. Right. Like, I'm a show up. Okay. Right. Like, I just like not trying to rock any boats. And our shows are so like the politics of television is it's layered in the sense that like so many people behind the scenes are working on so many other projects too. So mm-hmm. with Freeform, we're with Disney and ABC and FX and then we're on Hulu. And it's like, there's all this pressure to never... I speak on women especially, but like to not rock the boat too much because we don't want to be right. There's like, so many. It's yeah. so small. It's like oh, so, yeah. And that's been a balance, and it's also been a lesson in trusting my intuition and choosing how to speak the truth in a loving way. That's really it's been the how by trial and error. That's been like my major classroom and. That's, yeah, that's been my journey with with that. And I'm constantly on it. No, that makes sense. And it's so interesting because you talk about, you know, one week being on food stamps and cleaning toilets and then the next week, the next week, getting a call and, oh, you got a job on this show. And, and, you know, we all would talk about manifesting and all of that stuff, you know, and everybody's always saying, you know, oh, don't pay attention to the 3D. And this is like, how can I not? I'm cleaning toilets and I'm (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what do you think, especially with 
you know, what you're doing outside of work, how do you maintain that alignment to receive those things when Mm. things get rough or when they have been rough? Mm. Okay. Can you clarify that question for me? When you say that, do you mean like when in the space of manifesting before the blessing comes? Yes. Before the blessing comes, even when the pandemic happened, the blessing (laughs) came and then you were like, oh no. I hear you. Yeah. You know, prayer in the sense of like prayer for me is sometimes sitting still and maybe listening to nature. But yeah, I think like carving out a space of stillness and quiet is something that helps me have my freak out, like have Mm. my be in the like I give myself permission to be in the unknown and for some reason it helps me I think it's the decluttering that we were talking about before like yeah it helps me to just like let the thoughts flow through me the thoughts of doubt the then they kind of get to be replaced by a truth and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sometimes that is journaling like journaling the lie and then journaling the truth next to it Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's moving my body and going for a walk and listening to some gospel music and sometimes it's sitting still and not knowing what thoughts are going to come up but I think like there's something about like I do connect it with my body something where there's like some silence and some stillness or some music and some movement whichever but it's like just getting in tune with the voice within Mm -hmm. and I I know at that time like before I booked the trouble I was I decided to meditate for 40 days and 40 nights and Mm -hmm. just to get consistent I was feeling inspired to get with a practice of meditation again and it really helped me to just get into the routine sometimes the meditations were one minute sometimes they were an hour but the thing was just holding myself accountable to start my day a certain way and to end my day a certain way with meditation and with like maybe a debriefing of sorts i do feel that that was directly connected to blessings pouring in at that Mm -hmm. time it was a matter of participating in the present and allowing for what may happen next Allowing for what was happening. Yeah. High attentions and low attachment and just anything that helps me come to the present moment, I would say is like my superpower in that space. And not in that low attachment piece of just not knowing the when or the how. Yeah. I was on this hike one time in Bali and during this, it was like a theater workshop that I was doing. And like a mandatory thing that we had to do with the cast and group of actors working on this project was hike Mount Nagoon, which is like this 14 hour hike. Mm. You hike like as a group, I mean, you kind of train ahead of time. And then as a group, when we met, we were hiking up in the darks for like, the total was probably 14 hours. And so in the dark, it's like the first seven hours and then coming back, by the time you're starting to come back down, the sun is coming up. And the rest of the crew, everyone's going at their own pace. So at some point I was on the hike by myself and it was just very quiet. And there's like animals and greenery and bees and like no sense of time, no Apple watch, no phone, like everything has died at this point. And I could not see how much further I had to go. I didn't know how long it had been. 
I just knew that I had to keep going. And then at some point I would get to the, I would get back to the bottom of the mountain and people would be cheering me on and I will have completed that entire hike. And I refer back to that sometimes because it reminds me that I don't need to fully know how much further I have to go toward. Mm. Yeah. And, and it can be, it might be in five minutes or it might be in eight more hours or it might be several more years, but just keep going and stay in the stillness and sit down when you need to. And be like that, it's something that when I remind myself that I don't need to know the how that keeps me. Yeah. But that's, oh gosh, that's so, the how is so hard. Not worrying about the how, but just surrendering, surrendering to it. Hey, guess what's back? My informed practitioner training, which is a program for psychics, healers, therapists, life coaches, business strategists, consultants, service providers, and seekers who want to use human design, astrology, and spiritual self-development to help heal their clients and themselves. We start July 2023. So if you want to get all the details about this year's cohort, make sure you're subscribed to my magical Mother Effin' Mondays newsletter. The link to subscribe is in the show notes. I know you as a yoga instructor and you, all of the things that you do and within your practice are able to sit still and mm-hmm. do that. But then life <laughs> comes at you real fast. Oh, <laughs> no. And I, I, yeah. I want you to talk about that because you chose to do something yeah. that is so, I mean, you could have done anything. I mean, you yeah. went to Spelman, you know what I mean? You could have done anything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you could have done anything. So what, taking this route and then knowing that it was going to be a journey. Mm-hmm. And I remember it cause I, I spent two years in acting school and I remember my mm-hmm. acting teacher and she said the first day of class, first few days, she was like, do you want to be an actor or do you want to be a movie star? Because those are mm-hmm. two different things. And if you want to be a mm-hmm. movie star, you don't need to be here. <laughs> just go, mm-hmm. say, just go on a bus to LA and figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she's yeah. like, if you want to be an actor, this is a journey and it's going to be longer than you think. Yeah. And yeah. so how do you stay in that? Like I said, you could have done anything. So what was like, yeah. I have to do this. Well, yes, we can do anything. And this acting and expressing with my body and voice are the only things that I feel so willing to go through the challenges Mm. to do. And there were some, like, while there are other paths that feel or seem or appear to have more instant gratification or stability, they are not things that I am willing to hike that mountain for and not know. And sometimes I wish they were, but just like my calling as a griot to tell as many stories as I can through this particular body, that is the thing that helps me keep going when it Mm -hmm. feels hard like that sense of responsibility 
fills me with passion and joy and excitement on how to get creative enough to do that, to share as much history or crack as many codes or to inspire as much liberation as I can through this body. Like that's the thing that will get me up at 4 a.m. to box before I get to set to make sure I can tell this story in the right way and to breathe while all these people are touching my face and fixing my clothes while the script is changing and I'm learning this monologue and crying while they're asking me to do a social media video like between takes and you know someone on set just collapsed and is going to the hospital or like all these things are happening at once and then we got to go speak on a panel and you know do something like between scenes so that sort of sense of overwhelm behind the scenes is a workout and athletic workout in itself so then it teaches me all the things that I need to like have in place for myself to be able to breathe and find stillness within myself while all that is going on and I don't desire to like balance the craziness and drama of anything else Mm. so I think that like that's the best way that I can explain it is like I'm just not putting up with all this emotional exhaustion for anything that doesn't ignite me and that's through trial and error like right we've all listen I've dated some people that required a lot of energy a lot of energy and then you were like not getting a damn thing in return but heartache (laughs) stress anxiety triggered exactly so if something's gonna like trigger me and re-traumatize me and be hard then it's gonna be part of my purpose and for me that is telling stories with my voice and body in how many ways possible and right now that's acting That's amazing. So you said some other dreams have been reignited after you cleared all the clutter and the things out of your home and all of that. What are those dreams that have been? Because like I said, you're living one of them. So what are the other ones? Ashay, Ashay. Okay, wow. I wasn't, okay, you mean the ancestors would be talking to you. Okay. So just in the sense of like my dream space at night, my sleep Mm -hmm. has been like, so much more visual and filled with more guidance. And I do have chapters where like, oh yeah, my dreams, I wake up and I'm like, oh, my dreams gave me a lot of guidance. Like where somebody I'm having some conflict with at work, like I'll have a dream that we had like the best adventure. And then I see them the next day and I am reminded to have loving communication with them Mm -hmm. or I'll dream and somebody will visit me like an ancestor I love. And I'll have more clarity about, I don't know, questions I had about our relationship or it'll just inspire like something I'll do that day. So in that sense, my, as my space, my physical and emotional space has felt more decluttered and less cluttered and, and more aligned lately, my dreams have been clearer to me lately in my sleep space. And then also... Yes, my I do feel like it has brought more manifestation. Like I feel that I have more space in my romantic life lately, mm-hmm. especially my platonic friendship life also feels lighter and clearer than it has felt in a long time. And I think that that has to do also with like my willingness and, and sense of safety to speak up for my needs and my workspace feels more joyful and peaceful and loving 
But and then also there is a lot that now I'm like my dreams and knowing of like leading in the wellness spaces Mm -hmm. in the sense of I know that's a broad scope, but like my sense of knowing that I'm like an athlete and want to somehow and still figuring that out, but somehow like share and lead in the athletic space, you know, through yoga or just Mm -hmm. like inspiring somehow like movement practices. That's something that like keeps opening up for me more and more in terms of like my vision is getting clearer and clearer on that lately on what ways I I enjoy want to do that. Yeah, that's amazing. And how do you see yourself balancing that with I don't you because you all are you film while you also air. So when do you get a when are you going to be done filming this season? That is a great question. So. The plan is right now that we will be, we will film until like the end of June. That's kind of what we usually do is we film on like a school schedule, like oh, okay, okay. the kind of like September through June or July. Mm-hmm. And then we have a summer hiatus of a couple months and we've always come back by September. So, which has been a blessing, like prayerfully, we will get picked up for another season and stay on that schedule And then also I would love to welcome in filming a feature or like, like a film would be really exciting to like tell a story that has sort of that beginning and end within the project just to like go on a journey with the character and then place them right there and then have space to continue telling Lilika's story on Good Trouble. And then also I'm like, I very much welcome a break. You know, it's a balance because... I definitely would love rest. And then I also want to work and there are like pending, you know, writer strikes or director strikes or like a lot of different strikes that are happening. So right. If those things may happen, I want to, and this is where I have to separate my lack mentality though, from mm-hmm. like my purpose mentality, because my ego and lack mentality are like, girl, we need to work as much as possible. Right. Just um, in case we at home. Yeah. And then when I like, as I'm like present in my answer to this, I do love being on that schedule, that school year schedule where like, I know that we are filming these months and then we can have a couple months of rest and reset and rejuvenation. So, but that, that sort of summer hiatus is time where there is at least more flexibility right. to pour into my visions. Like last summer, that's where I have flexibility to pour into my visions for designing some of my space in my home to have more of like some production space and to um, get more into my wellness and working out and learning martial arts and just like starting to build some special skills that I would like to be able to use in my work in the future, in the present and the future, and also just for my own mental health. So like that's where I'll do photo shoots and some like updated PR stuff and start to tap into some more business endeavors and from a spirit led place. But we do have that space where we can schedule it out, you know, throughout the year. And that's something that does feel good because there's, that's also a time where there's like, of course, a lot of auditioning and stuff, but it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it's just, it's simply nonstop. What can I say? Right. Sounds like it's nonstop. Yeah. But it's a good balance to teach me how to find structure where I can while also flowing and allowing for like this constantly subject to change life that I have chosen, you know? And I, that's not a part of the, like the control freaking me wants to have this structure all throughout the week, every day, 
And the surrendered part of me who knows I chose to be an actor is really working on allowing for like this constant change. They're just simple. There's no nine to five. And with COVID, like the, and the rain, even like everything is always fluctuating. And I also have to admit that I like that. I like the excitement right. with change too. So it's definitely a balance. Like, and it, and it highlights the need for having a sense of structure and safety at home, home within the body and home and, you know, in our physical spaces. So important. It's the number one. It's so important. You can't yeah. do anything without that. So yeah. by the time this airs, it'll be past that. But your birthday's coming up. Yeah. Big Aries energy. Yeah, honey. <laughs> so tell me about being an Aries. I have, oh. One of my best friends is an Aries. So she's a March Aries. Oh God bless her. She's a March Aries, So which is a very different energy. The April Aries, mm-hmm. to me, is a nuanced... You're being so careful and I love it here. But no, I I love Aries women, Aries men. Eh, you know, God bless Aries men. God bless Aries women. You know, I hold myself accountable as well. And Aries men are different. April Aries. And I love March them. Aries men. Are, I love them. March Aries okay. men love, 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 love. The April ones are just like, wow. That's, that's your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a self-chosen life. And I, and some of my closest friends are Aries men. They know they talk about Aries women too. So me as an Aries woman, I am very passionate mm-hmm. and... I am very independent. Like it is very important to me to feel like I will be good no matter what, which is interesting because I also yearn to feel supported. But I want to do everything myself my way. Right. So how do you balance that, especially when we're talking about romantic relationships? What does that look like for you? realistically because you can't want something and then be closed off to it and then also not actually put it into practice listen you're reading me it's why it's why i know that you know partnership in every sense of the word whether it's professional um platonic friendships and romantic connections partnership is really important like that mirror work is important for me as an aries like to um have perspective on the world it is it it can be really tempting for me to recharge alone because so much of my world consists of a lot of interaction and engagement and i find that my flow i think maybe that fire like i need to feel like i can flow on my own sort of schedule and energy based on the inspiration I feel and move in the direction of that inspiration. And I think that 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 is a gift because it helps me um, create like top quality work in some in many ways or Mm -hmm. results or work out to my fullest potential or have really present loving conversations. And also it's really important to me to have, it's really important that I have people in my life who inspire me to have structure and um, stay accountable to my commitments one step at a time and to prioritize like in order, in order of what I have committed to rather than in order of 
where my inspiration is leading me sometimes. Right, right, right. And that sometimes I feel is really, sometimes I feel against spirit. And I'm learning that discipline and structure is very spiritual and it, and it helps the, it helps the spiritual vision expand and um, be accomplished with more accuracy. I want you to turn discipline into devotion. Just don't say discipline. Turn it into devotion. I've been starting to do that for a long time. And it's been helping a lot more with me being devoted to something than being disciplined. That's so good. That's so good. I love that perspective. Especially when it comes to health and wellness and just the things that you're trying to create instead of being disciplined to be devoted that feels like like discipline makes me want to sometimes resist not do it right and I, don't I don't want to do that uh, but i can be devoted to doing something yeah and what do i want to be devoted to yes yes i love that reframe yeah, because it is. Yeah. It's more. It's loving. It's more loving. I want to be devoted to a part. I'm so devoted. I don't want to be yeah. in something like, oh, I got to be disciplined to not do X, Y, and Z. And yeah, devotion sounds. It's. It sounds. And for me, it feels a lot more caring, not only for other people involved, but for yourself. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Yeah, that Aries energy, I think that hyper-independence, I, I will say that it shows up in my romantic life. It shows up either in ways where I want to maybe more like in a pre-healed space, mm-hmm. I was really tempted to date people who were emotionally unavailable because I could have my own space and they would have their own space. Right. So it would be the facade of like, yeah. Oh, the facade, the facade, (laughs) the facade is real. (laughs) Yeah. And they come together and have like really passionate, loving, like, right. These um, intense fantasy. Yes. These intense interactions. And it's just like, wait a minute, you really aren't present here with me. You don't want to be present with me. You have no intention of that. And it's just like, oh, now it's clear. And that only comes through healing. And it's unfortunate that we all have to learn that lesson. (laughs) We do. We do. Because when I like, even in the spaces where I feel like I didn't intend harm, where I feel like I felt harmed Mm -hmm. or something, you know, from the choice of being with people who, where I was ignoring red flags or where they weren't as, where I could like, I was like fantasizing this like playing house thing. That was I situationships with my thing. Like just having these intense situationships yeah. where I can have my own like, and then I have my own separate world, but that didn't require, I realized now, I didn't know them, but that wasn't requiring the level of vulnerability. that Or intimacy, know. right. Exactly. No, it really wasn't. And so now like I am newly practicing and welcoming being vulnerable and seen and like receiving support and giving support and like naming what's coming up and being like emotionally available and it feels healthy and it also feels really challenging like it breaks down the walls of staying in the fantasy of like 
I think wanting to be like the perfect situation situation, like the perfect, like, and even in those situationships, I was always thinking in my head, like, oh yeah, that's going to be my life partner. Like that. This is- Listen, we all have been there and done that. That's it. Oh, okay. Every Just time. loud and wrong. Oh God. Loud and wrong. Loud and wrong. Like this it's person not, don't even like me. Okay. They can't even communicate properly with me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Like they don't even the like me like that. Out here, crazy, crazy, just bliss, crazy. And I was out here thinking that was a permanent thing. Trying to make fetch happen, trying yeah. to make it happen. It was yeah. like it's not the same. This is not happening. Not. This is. And how could it be if I also wasn't wanting to be as seen? And I really thought I was doing something and being seen, but right. when I look back on it, I'm like. Oh, no, I have walls up, too, in a different way. I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. If I would even allow myself to entertain romance with those people, then I must have also been blocking myself from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then there's also the other side where, like, I have been going on dates with people who, like, felt really different from the situationships I was doing. Like, I, I started working with a matchmaker and I was like, OK, OK. Sense. Yeah. And like. Went on these dates with people who were like really chivalrous and really sweet and checked a lot of boxes on paper that felt like my requirements in life in terms of where they are in their work, mm-hmm. work life or finances or how they live in. And, and then I was bored. It's supposed to be boring. It builds when you are healed. It's supposed to, it's unfortunate, but the healthy stuff is neutral. Like you don't feel that. Yeah those things in the beginning so quickly and then when you do it's built upon and it doesn't have to take months it could take maybe two or three dates and you're like oh okay wait a minute that's the part there's there's a line there because then there were times where i was like oh because it's so good on paper like i would force that i would force that to be it and like try to work that into my life like the things that were like spiritually or didn't have chemistry but I was like well I don't need chemistry this is healthier than the toxic thing so chemistry happens but you need connection connection can't be denied is key to have connection and not attachment to have an actual connection and so it sounds like in which many of us do we have these toxic or unhealthy attachments and we think it's connection and it's really not so what you want to look for is and what this is what i've learned in my own journey now (laughs) is you want to look for that neutral energy in your nervous system like oh i don't feel nothing but i also feel connected to the person that's that sweet spot yes and when you find that it's like we we went on a jackpot yeah jackpot winning yeah and it takes going through so much growth and release of codependency and build of self-confidence mm-hmm. and self-worth i think to even recognize that that sweet spot is healthy mm-hmm. yeah or that it yeah. even can exist and that it can exist and to be open to because to get to the sweet spot also requires a lot of conversation and feedback that's not always favorable and it's work just like what we were saying about choosing the jobs like Mm -hmm. I only want to deal with the drama and the hard parts that come with a job that I truly feel connected to right that's the same with I think romantic partnerships 
or our dating style in some ways. Like it's going to be hard work regardless. So let's do that in with the yeah. one that I feel connected to right. in a healthy way. Or I, I saw something on TikTok. They were saying that you want to choose the relationships that you want to walk through the door that you're willing to walk through the door with. Like she said, there's mirrors, there's windows, and there's doors. Mirrors, of course, reflect back to us what we need to work on. Those are those toxic little situationships that trigger us. Then she said that there's windows. Windows are when we can look through them and you can see the possibility with someone. And she's like, mirrors and windows you don't want. That's not going to last. But she's like, when you find someone you want to walk through a door with, then that's what you want to do. And I was just like, I, I, I don't remember the creator's oh, name. I don't even think I saved it. But I was just like, all those mirrors oh and windows, child. That was it right there. Send me my door. Send me my door. But you know what? I'm so grateful for the mirrors and the windows yes. that help me chisel and carve out my yeah. door i mean not i don't think that everyone needs to deal with the mirrors at the windows before the doors but sometimes, sometimes you do but i don't i'm yeah. good i'm i'm I'm, I'm, I'm done with the window and the, the mirrors send me doors i want the door a big nice tall beautiful door <laughs> exactly with a great big doorknob <laughs> Send the door. Send the door. Oh, that was good. Yeah, send yeah. the door. Who do you want to walk through the door with? Mm-hmm. That's really good. And yeah, I can tell that I'm impacted by like seeing my my parents were divorced for most of my life and they co-parented me in a beautiful way. And I will say I didn't necessarily have the example of being in the house with them being partnered. Right. And to like watch what it's like to see them walk through the door together in a way that I would like to walk through the door with my Right. Partner, with someone, you know, yeah. That I feel a yearning for. Yeah. yeah. So I maybe I needed the mirrors and the windows. And, ooh, no, I, we I, all I, do. We all need the mirrors and the windows, but no more. What? Mirrors and windows. Okay, we are manifesting a lot today. We're manifesting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Doors. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doors, doors, doors. The, the mirrors and the windows are closed. They're today. Closed. Yeah, there's today. So ooh. tell me what's next for you. What if you could skip to September? Oh, okay. What's happening for you? Okay. In September, I am starting to film season six of Good Trouble. That is my rare. And I'd say that also surrendered to God's greater plans. You know, this is to my best divine knowledge. And I am devoted to my physical well-being mm-hmm. and showing up and honoring my commitments in my best way. I mean, is this what you were asking me? I'm just speaking it. Yeah, okay. say, say what and it is. Put it out there. I'm putting it out there. In September, I am practicing a healthy partnership, walking through the door with my partner. Yes, yes. Or Walk through the doors. Yes. I'm walking through my door in September and I know that I'm feeling at peace and at ease in my home as yeah. well and in my body. And I'm feeling overflow, like a sense of like a sense of a rhythm with my team and working on I don't know, just like I feel it's I feel 
I feel a sense of creating a lot. Like I feel like a big tree with a lot of branches that are flowing. And I don't know, I feel like we have a lot of pots on the stove that are in like a really smooth and exciting place in September. And I feel focused, like not over cluttered, but just mm-hmm. like I feel a good steady motion and I feel rejuvenated in September, like rejuvenated and restored energetically. And yeah, creating, I feel a sense of, okay, I feel that I, I feel that I have a sense of leadership, more of a sense of leadership on set of good trouble. I want to direct and produce and I speak that humbly. I, that is a vision that comes up. I want to learn more and more about how to take ownership for telling our stories in the best way possible, like with our team of collaborators to participate in that, in those conversations as much as I can and to learn from our, our leaders on the show as much as I can in new ways in September. Yeah. More leadership behind the scenes. I'm really inspired by so many women, especially black women in Hollywood and in the entertainment and storytelling spaces. And I'm excited to continue to hone my voice and place of leadership there. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura on Street? This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.